Hello beautiful people and welcome back to another episode of Two Girls One Doc. One Doc. It's your girl BD. It's your girl Florence the fiance. And we are back. We back. I think I should just tell the people so like what? yesterday I put my laptop on my glasses and they broke. So is that how it happened? Yeah, don't That's I tell even you embarrassing. how it happened. No, you just said they broke. No, so I saw the the laptop fell over the glasses and they bent and I was like, okay, I'll just bend them back and then they oh, snapped. Oh, sis. Yeah. Did you heat it up at least before you bent it? No, I just bent it. Right, and hence why it snapped, but okay. But it was it was metal. It's the metal. Oh, God. No, your, your frames are plastic. Yeah, but the bit that snapped was the metal bit that connected. Yeah, the hinge. The, the, yeah, it snapped. Yeah, but if you had warmed up the plastic... Then it might have been a bit more malleable, and you may have been able to bend it back into shape rather than. Oh, snapping. but it wasn't. The, it wasn't the. It wasn't the 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 bendation. The hinge was, at was the, hinge. the bend the bendation. <laughs> it was at the hinge. Oh right, okay. Yeah. So and you don't be telling me enough shit about how to maintain my glasses, guys. And also, you don't be asking me enough shit. You don't be asking me how many times did I tell you this girl had to get this referred, had to get referred, yeah, and I had to be on her nuts to be like, "Have you been referred? Have you been referred? Oh yeah, I'll do it later. Oh yeah, I'm not sure. Oh yeah, I'm not." A bitch is busy. The least you can okay. do is manage. Okay, we be busy when eyes. you're blind. We be busy. That's <laughs> the one thing. If that's the one thing you do in my life, let it be. Manage no. my eyesight, okay. The fuck is the point of having an optometrist friend? Girl, bye. You know, God only helps those who help themselves. But yeah, guys, so I snapped my glasses. And then like, I just at first I was like, okay, I'm just going to do up Stevie Wonder because I've got a lot of eye problems. So my eyes are really bad. And then like that wasn't working. So I got a migraine. So I was like, okay, cool. One of the arms (laughs) is broken. So I'm going to do like that meme. I don't know if you saw the meme I posted of Jamie yeah. Foxx in that movie where his glasses yeah, are all Yeah, his glasses up. are askew. So I was like, okay, I'm going to wear it, like, askew for the whole day, which I did, but then it was very uncomfortable. Yeah, but it doesn't so, make sense because you have astigmatism as well, so you, what you're looking through is not even what you're supposed to be looking through. You feel amending the axis. Oh my gosh, no wonder it, the, the vision wasn't clear. Of course it wasn't. So I'm literally, done. I just was like, okay, fuck it. I don't, I'm not looking at the computer anymore. I took it off and I have a migraine now again. So, yeah, I might not be as chipper. As usual, I'm trying my best here. Also, the subject matter is is quite sad, so I think yeah. that goes very well with what we're about to discuss. <laughs> Literally, like my notes are on like font twenty four. Lord help us. Lord have mercy. Lord hear us. Lord Jesus be laser us. eye surgery. Like for goodness' sake. Lord, you need more than that. <laughs> oh my God, be an eye transplant. This documentary is. <laughs> it can oh, be same found... sister that suggested it. It's the same sister. Okay, well, okay, so one, one, she's one, one. She's one, one win, one loss. Yeah. She kept um, saying she could see this woman in her, like, mind's eye when she'd close eye. You know, it's so funny because when I watch these scary stories and stuff like that, like, I just, I watch it and I'm done. I don't think about them ever again. Really? So why are you yeah. so afraid of, like, horror and stuff? Because with horror, with horror, I feel like it penetrates the mind a bit more deeply. Like, that's about me being killed. Do you know what I mean? Okay. And yeah. so I, I, I hear but horror movies, the night. you're seeing people being killed. Horror yeah, exactly. is just real-life murder. Yeah, but I don't but... see... Okay, but with the crime stuff, you don't see that bit. Okay, you, It's enough. the aftermath and maybe okay, the before. Cool, cool. It's what led mm-hmm. up to and what happened after. It's not the... True. I don't want all that. Do you know what I mean? That's a lot. Some true of us that, are not that. psychopaths. Um, so this documentary can be found on BBC Three, mm. and it's called Execution: Lisa Montgomery's Story. So, the documentary opens up with shots of a road and snow, and it has that like you know they always have that aerial shot of like mm. the water tank in a small town. Do you, do you mm. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's very the pharmacist. I literally said, I was like, that's how you know it's about to be some fuckery because we had I think similar shots in the pharmacist and also yeah, in I shot that... my parents. And there was another one as well. We did. Oh no, I think it was just those two. Yeah. Yeah, there's, no, always, there's, there's always... a tank in um, media death trial by me, my, my yeah trial yeah. by media yeah yeah exactly our last episode yeah so that's what I'm saying it's always about to be some fuckery when they start showing the water tanks um so we have this narrator she's kind of dead but she does her job adequately so I'm not even going to get onto her too much so and also this documentary is very recent I think it came out on the 16th of January 2021 yeah like, it's brand new. And it was like, filmed recently as well. Yes, brand, exactly, because they're doing up masks and shit. But yeah. it's because, anyway, we'll get there. So um, we have the narrator telling us it's midwinter 2004. No date, no month, just midwinter. Take that as you will. 
uh, we hear that Lisa Montgomery, she's driving through Western Missouri to a small town called Skidmore, which instantly reminded me of Skidmarks, but we keep pushing. Who did you think um, of when they said Missouri? Missouri? I no, Who did you think of? Lily! Oh, 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 little farm boy. Oh, yeah. Oh, babe. He's from Missouri. I love Cam. Yeah, I do I love, love Cam. Cam. I love, um, love Cam. And Montgomery reminded me of Montgomery Burns from Simpsons. Right, okay. I didn't get anything from, from that. But, okay. yeah. <laughs> On your own. So, Lisa is driving through West Missouri. Uh, that's definitely not that accent, but whatever. And she has a rope and a knife in her jacket pocket. So, now you're thinking, right, so some shit is about to go down. Yeah, she's Side on note, did you see that video of that random white woman who, basically, in the video, there's a mum, a dad, a little boy and a little girl. And the mum's with the little boy, the dad's with the little girl a little bit behind, walking into, I don't know, maybe it's like a supermarket or something. And this random white woman appears on on frame, walking in the opposite direction, like, towards them. She passes the little boy and then, like, she kind of, like, I thought was, like, slapping him in the face randomly. And then walks away and then comes back and then slaps the little girl. I thought. And then the dad kind of like goes after her and then like retreats. And I was like, wow, this pussy, yeah. And then I watched it again and I realised she had a knife in her hand. And she had a knife in her hand. Yeah, like slashed his face and tries to do the same thing to the other girl. Because I didn't even realise that happened at the time. But then I was like looking through the replies and someone put like a screenshot from the article. And the boy had to go to the hospital and was like treated for like um, wounds to his face. Just out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, just imagine you're like walking into Asda. I would have to kill her. Like, I would be actually because the dad runs after her and then, like, she she just sort of brings the knife out and you can see that it's a knife. But the whole time, the first time I watched it, I didn't clock that she had a knife. You're just walking with your child and someone just comes. It's so, it's so wild. It's so wild. I think if I have kids, I just have to bubble wrap them, leave them in the house, in the house, yeah. Yeah. Until they're like, and it has to be on the ground like, floor, just so they can't f- jump anywhere yeah. or hurt anything. In a yeah. cushion padded room, and yeah. then it's like, okay, you're 21. Now you can leave. Yeah, maybe even what soundproof, the so they can't hear any any sad things. Yeah, honestly, because I, I I'll send it to you. I watched it and I was like, what? I would have to kill her unprovoked. You have to. You have to. You have to kill her because you, have, you to. have to. And I don't even. know I mean, obviously the mum was trying to hold on to the kids and stuff, but like you have to tag team that bitch because no but the you're thing right. is that, jokes aside you have to beat her ass like you have to you have to she, beat because, her as in for the sake of all um, the other children that she could possibly do this to no you have to beat her you have to beat her you have to you have nah, to you have to beat her i I'm was just, i'm even i'm even the kids i don't have my kid. i'm mad yeah it's wild hey, you have to kill her you have to you have to you have to it's wild nah, yeah. wild I go to hell um, and back for my kids. Fam. Especially with everything I've heard that people go through during childbirth. I'm so sorry. Nah. Don't even shout at my child. Don't. Don't even. Don't even look sideways at my kid. Fam. Don't even blink. Literally. Don't do that. If my kid makes you food from the garden, you better eat that shit and tell them it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> so Lisa has a rope and a knife in her jacket pocket. So you know she's up to no good. Okay. So she's on her way to see a 23-year-old woman called Bobby Joe Stinnett, which I think is such a Missouri-sounding name. Yeah, um, And Bobby Joe Stinnett is a dog breeder. So Lisa's going there under the guise of, I'm going to go and buy a puppy from her, or, like, see about a puppy. Um, and the narrator really does spoil it right at the beginning because she tells us that Bobby Joe's pregnant and Lisa has actually come for her unborn child, which dun, is dun, really dun. wild. Literally, and you hear stories like this, not all the time, but, like, you've heard stories like this before. Do you know what I mean? So next we hear a 911 call and um, it's Bobby Joe's mum. I'm assuming it's her mum based on her being like, oh, my daughter, my daughter. Um, and we meet Sheriff Randy Strong. Is it Strong? I didn't write his name. I can't lie. It might be Strong. It might also be that it autocorrected me. But I think his name is Randy Strong of Nodaway. Randy Strong of Nodaway County, Missouri. He was describing the call and the anguish in Bobby Joe's mum's voice and basically saying that he never wants to hear that kind of thing again. Like, it was really sad hearing that hearing that call. And then the narrator tells us that Lisa strangled Bobby Joe and then she, the narrator says that she took steps to remove her child. And at this point, I'm like, I'm sorry, what were these steps that she took? Like, how... Like it, I was thinking she's probably... Maybe she's a midwife and she kind of snapped because she couldn't have kids and she's seeing all these babies every day kind of mm. thing because no random person just removes a child from the womb, womb of the person they just killed. Literally. 
and from so the Wimbula area from the Wimbula region a fully baked <clears throat> fam because Bobby was like wasn't she eight months pregnant she wasn't yeah nine. I mean medium rare Literally. medium maybe the baby was medium actually medium medium no medium yeah, rare would be point. like six months yeah medium by that point yeah that's true so Sheriff Randy explains that Lisa told me that she cut the cord held it between her fingers put the baby inside her coat and went out the door and got in her vehicle and drove off just like that yeah i so basically he basically was like how she basically she cut the umbilical cord Mm -hmm. and then grabbed the baby but i'm like there were so many steps before that point do you know what i mean yeah i feel like he was just disgusted like he didn't want to narrate them yeah because the umbilical cord is not just hanging out you don't just grab it like there's there's Mm. layers of of things to get through but yeah i can understand that that randy's not really trying to chat about it um, I remember when I was younger, I always used to ask my mum and be like, why is it that, like, if I'm on a hospital table and you cut me open, mm-hmm. I don't die? Mm-hmm. But if somebody cut me open the same surgical way, I would die. And she was like, you I die mean, from the shock. Yeah, but also I feel like the sterile environment. Yeah, I mean, but what if everything was sterile? Like, could you operate on someone without oh, alive. anesthetic? Yeah. No, I think you'd die from the pain. Shock, yeah, that's what she said. So I always just found that interesting. Yeah. That um, cesarean's really freaked me out because you're awake, right? Because mm-hmm. I was a C-section baby. I wasn't trying to come into this world because I knew what horrors awaited us. <laughs> um, And she, and my mum was like how you're awake and you can like feel, it's kind of like when they do dental work, like you can feel the pressure or you can like hear the drill, but like you can't feel any pain. So she was like, it was like that. Like you can feel them tugging around and trying to like pull something out, but you can't feel. It's not pain. It's just Rattling weird. Around in your yeah, and then she's like, and then you just hear crying, and you just see this like ugly thing being <laughs> brought out from the thing. I really do want to just push it out, Makuch. I don't know. I know she'll that, never know. be the same, but I don't know. You know, sometimes I'm like, what oh, cheeky little scar? It's not even that deep. I'm okay. What you can't drive for two weeks? Okay, fine. I don't mind. I shouldn't be driving no, anyway. but there's a lot of I've heard of a lot of complications, and some people are like yeah, same never, with you're... vaginal births. Yeah, I know, but... but what is where is the win? Surrogate anyway. That's the way forward. Mm-hmm. She can do what she likes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we learned just how premeditated this whole thing was. Um, and recently, we did shout out to everyone who was in the room. We did a clubhouse room the other day discussing whether the murders of Chris Watt... Well, not whole, if only he was murdered. The murders that Chris Watt committed were premeditated or a crime of passion. I feel like in this case, it's undisputedly premeditated. Yeah. 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 Like, she came with syringes, she came with clamps, and she had done lots of research on C-sections on the internet, which is like... I... D- this is an audio medium, so you cannot see our faces. But I'm sure if you listen to more than one episode, you can imagine. You can imagine, yeah. The disdain, because it's just like this. You did this is too much, and this is why when they start going on later on about her mental health, I'm like, I'm sorry. Somebody who has trained herself to perform a C-section, yeah, is not stupid. She had all the opportunity to be like, hold on, this is crazy. This is this crazy. is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> So Sheriff Randy makes a good point, and I'm really happy that he makes this point. This is not something of somebody that's, you know, has a mental illness. This is this was not a spontaneous fit of anger or rage. This was meticulously planned out. And I'm happy he says this because you know, in these kind of cases, in loads of cases, the defense loves to drop in with a whole mental illness, this mental illness, that kind of like trying to explain that, like you know, this is the reason they did this crime. Like um, the talk show um, murder, they were saying, oh, he has yeah, Graves' disease yeah, and yeah. he has yeah, and it's like, okay, that might be a contributing factor, but that is not the reason why yeah. you you did this. Yeah. So thankfully, the baby survived. They just dropped that in all willy-nilly. They didn't really delve into it and stuff like that. But the baby survived. I guess that's all we need to know. Do you know what I mean? Considering the conditions of the birth. Literally. So we see pics of Lisa Montgomery, who was cute as a kid. She was cute as a kid. Life life did her dirty. Yeah. Life did her dirty. And and it's, it's really, really sad. So... The narrator saying, is this the face of evil or the face of a broken woman? And as we often say on this podcast, I feel like two things can be true in this situation. Um, We meet her half-sister, Diane. Who looks normal. Yeah, she looks, yeah, she looks normal, yeah. Yeah, she does, doesn't she? 
because Lisa now looks a bit crazed. But I she mean, looks deranged. Least, yeah, that's the word. She does look deranged. Yeah. But then it's like these are prison pics. Like I, I'm sure that no, she know. looked deranged before. Yeah, it's true. Because I'm trying to think if Diane was in prison clothes, she also she would not look deranged. Rather, like you, yeah, nah, yeah. It's not the clothes; it's the person. Yeah. So we hear the traumatic story of when Diane was raped in her bed by some random man. They didn't really go too deeply into this, which, I mean, maybe that's a good thing. But Diane's basically describing that, like, she's eight, Lisa's four. Uh, Their beds are really close. They have bunk beds, but their beds are really close together. Like, if they reach out, they can touch each other's hands. And so she wakes up one night, and there's, like, a random guy in the room. He pulls down his trousers, and he he rapes her. And she's really terrified because she doesn't want to make noise. She doesn't want Lisa to wake up because she doesn't want the same thing to happen to her. Yeah. And it doesn't in this case. It doesn't. Um, but it's just like, who is this random man? Like, I feel like it was her stepdad. I think so too. I think so too. Because I mean, which random man just goes crawling through the... I mean, I mean people do. It. it could definitely yeah. be an intruder. But then also, like, I just feel like... It's from what we learned later as well. Because my first thought was that it probably was an uncle or a cousin or a stepdad yeah. or someone in the family. I but, thought that as well. I didn't think it was like a random person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so Diane gets taken to foster care due to parental neglect, but Lisa stays at home, which makes me think like, if, isn't that the same parents that are neglecting? Exactly. That's what I'm wondering. But sometimes you do see cases where like one child is completely Favored. fine and another one is, but still yeah, they, if they remove pref- both. If they prefer one kid. Yeah, but you remove because clearly the, the parental neglect happens because of the parent. Yeah. And that parent is still the same parent in yeah, the house. Yeah, they do usually remove both. But you know these people are underworked and over... So overpaid. Overworked underpaid and overworked. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, you do see cases of this where, like... They yeah, like before. Gabriel Fernandez. Yeah. Um. So Lisa remains at home and she suffers abuse at the hands of her mother. And she, they give us an example of saying, like, the mum would, like, tape Lisa's mouth shut because she just couldn't bother to hear her and, yeah. and things like that. Which and when is they said just... that, I was hoping that was the worst of it. Exactly. I was like, rah, that's wild. But it gets worse. Um, so Lisa, currently, she's been in jail for 16 years. Um, she, so she confesses. Like, she basically says that she just, this documentary is not about if she's guilty or not. It's more about whether... It's not really about the case. It's not about whether she's guilty. It's about whether she should be executed, executed. whether it's right for her to be executed or not. Um, and we meet this lady called Toby Dore, who is friends with Lisa. They met in prison. And Toby tells us that Lisa Lisa thinks that she has brain damage, um, partly because her stepdad would slam her head into the concrete just multiple times by her hair at age six. Maybe she was six or seven. And it's like... She likely does have brain damage. She, oh, how can she not? How can she not? That's not and even like, what those footballers go through. The NFL exactly, players, exactly. all have... Whatever. With Will Smith and his movie and his shit accent. Um, fake accent, man. Uh, <laughs> so her stepdad, this same stepdad, eventually rapes her, grooms her. And, like, some of this came up in the trial, but she was still sentenced to death, which, I mean, I'm not mad at it. But also it was kind of like, can we really just not consider all these things factors, that you went through? Yeah. yeah, can we really, like, dismiss these factors um, as not, you know having some contributing some just even a little bit do you know a what smidge I mean? a smidge a tinge um so her sto- her story is horrifying and her childhood like it should like no child no person should have to go, go through what this. she's yeah what she's gone through i mean at the same time she shouldn't have done what she did and it's like even if her brain was damaged it wasn't so damaged that she wasn't able to perform the c-section like exactly. it was intact enough that you could perform a c-section and the baby live like so it's a bit of what are you exactly. talking about, love? Kumsi <laughs> That is not the term. <laughs> uh, sorry to all the French listeners. This is like when, um, sorry, this is when Michael said prima doctor. I knew you were going to say Michael Scott. <laughs> and Jim was like, what was that? <laughs> I was watching the um, episode where he leaves, yeah, and they do the song and they're like, nine million. 96,800 minutes or whatever and then I remember I remember was it you telling me or my sister telling me someone was telling me how they didn't he didn't know that that song was going to happen on set like it surprised him it was like his reaction is real oh I didn't know that I need to go back and watch it he didn't know that it was going to happen so it's like he's still in character because he knows they're filming but his reaction and the tears are like real because they had practiced the song before and he didn't know yeah oh my god I remember being like everything about the office is so so pure 
it's just my heart like yeah literally my heart literally my heart um in in worse news lisa was uh pimped out by her stepdad (laughs) Um, if he needed electrical work or needed things done around the house, like he would say, you know, I've got a girl you can sleep with, and he would pimp her out, and the mum as well. Which but you I, know, just... I just find it weird. Like, how? What are the odds that so many paedophiles and people came together? Yeah, depraved people all come together because it's like it's one thing for your stepdad to be a paedophile, mm-hmm. but then. It's a very weird thing. Is it paedophile or pedophile? Which one do you say? Well, we say paedophile. I think, uh, like, the uh, Americans, for example, okay, say cool. pedophile. So then it's, but then it's another thing for what are the odds that the guy that does your plumbing and electrics is also paedophile? Like, and so this just... is the thing. I feel like a lot of, a, a lot of people are paedophiles, by definition. A lot of people, A lot of people. Because a paedophile is someone who is sexually attracted to children. And a child is someone who is, like, 16 and under or 18 mm-hmm. and under, depending mm-hmm. on where you are. And so... There are, by definition, you're attracted to a 15-year-old, you're a grown man, you're a paedophile. But because you're not touching little kids and you're not a little kitty fiddler, or however they call it, you think that you're not a paedophile. But, but you she are, was a kid by at definition. age 11. Yeah, but this was happening, but this happened when she was 11, or when she I was a teenager. Know, say either, way, either way, she was young. Yeah. And so I think because people think that paedophilia is like popes and little boys and little, little kiddies, people mm. think that they're not paedophiles. A lot of people are paedophiles i think it's so much more common mm. a lot of people mm. if you are attracted to a child a child being someone 16 and under or 18 and under depending but on but isn't you are. it not if you attract i don't know how to put this but if a girl is 16 and mm-hmm. you date her not knowing maybe not first knowing she's 16 mm-hmm. i wouldn't class you a paedophile as opposed to somebody who categorically seeks out because that's what i think of when i think of right a the predatory behavior yeah, yeah i mean i I mean and this is why i feel as like as opposed to like the guy who moves to a girl who's 17 has sex with her not knowing that she's underage yeah exactly yeah and i think that's why that's why there are these great areas with this because it's like because <sighs> i imagine her tied up to the room and looking young and these men knowing that she's a kid and actively like still seeking to have sex with her but then and even okay even if even if even if she was like 18 even if be, she was like even if she was 20 and we know that yeah, exa- a lot of men exactly. are rapists exactly that's what I'm, that's what i mean so that's a different like, thing to there's pedophiles. a lot of there's a lot of perversion a lot of sexual perversion yeah, that is isn't deemed as perversion because people just think that it's like oh i'm a man that's just how i feel yeah do you know what i mean or people yeah. not not seeing predatory or not addressing predatory behavior, behavior as predatory yeah. behavior yeah. because it's yeah. so normalized yeah, and also, guys, can I just say, it's not that I think a guy who is, like, 20-something sleeping with a 16-year-old is acceptable. I'm just trying to, like... Yeah, no, no, I don't think it is, but that's why I feel like there's grey areas, because it's like, okay, so for me, at 16, I looked 12, right? Yeah. But there are 16-year-olds that maybe look older, maybe they look 20. Mm-hmm. And so me as a 25-year-old, it's like, all right, cool, I thought you were 20. Do you know what I mean? And, like, me yeah. being attracted to you doesn't change now, because as I know a, you're 16, I was still attracted to you. actively sit, sit, sitting outside of a secondary school, exactly. waiting for little girls to come out. Thank you very much. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it is a, a sticky subject, but I do think a lot more people are paedophiles than they think. And because, like, if we go by definition, like, by definition, a lot of people are paedophiles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why I think that it's not uncommon to have. Because how many... Is it not, like, one in six people are, like, um, have have um, experienced sexual assault or more than that? Either way, like, a lot of yeah. a lot of people, everybody I know, every woman I know either has or knows someone who has experienced some kind of sexual assault or harassment. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that means that there's... If we all those people were harassed or assaulted by men... Men, yeah. Or women, by people. Yeah. yeah and so those so... people are all... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, they're all depraved, yeah. Yeah, it's true. So, yeah, it's really unfortunate for Lisa because it's like... She just had the worst of the worst. Like, Literally, if she shit people around uncle. her. Yeah, because if one of those plumbers had been like, oh, okay, you, you're pimping out your daughter to me. This is fucked. Hey, police, ring, ring. This guy has offered his child Alicia. to me. Who knows how many people she, he's done this to. All it would have taken is one person, one call, potentially. Yeah. But, yeah. The odd, but in the end, all the plumbers were like, no, I'll take a piece of that. And exactly, exactly. And it's like, are you stupid? Like, say you're going to get £250, $250 for doing a job. You have sex with this girl, and that is that going to pay your bills? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't add up. Because your bills are still the math unpaid, math and you're still going to be evicted. But, exactly. oh, you got to have sex. But, oh, like... you had a nut. Okay, cool. So useless. <sighs> um, at, at this point, Diane says what I think we're all thinking. I still can't grasp how a mother can 
say to her child, you have to earn your keep. So you have to have sex with this man so I can get the plumbing done. Like, what is the meaning of this? And, what, and this is why, like, again, not everybody should have children. Just because you can, it doesn't, it doesn't mean, mean you that you should. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you should. It doesn't. Like, it doesn't. Tubes. If they were as strict with people having kids as they are with allowing you to pass your driving test, this world would be a much better place. A much better place. A much better place. Okay, now. Um, next, we meet um, Roseanne Ketchmark, who prosecuted Lisa. And she's a bit dubious of these, like, claims that Lisa's making about being, you know, pimped out and abused and stuff. Um, And initially, I kind of felt away because, I don't know, when women dismiss other women's stories of abuse, like, it just makes me think, like... I don't know, like, my instinct is just, like, believe believe victims. Believe. I'd I'd rather believe somebody who's lying than not believe somebody... Someone who's telling the truth. Yeah. Exactly. So my, and statistics show you that, like, women. believing someone, you are more likely to be right than yeah. because less people, significantly less people lie than people who tell the truth. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, like, yeah. if I'm gonna take that risk, that's where I'm gonna go. Yeah. Um, but she um, she's skeptical because this didn't come up until twelve years after the initial trial, um, and she describes it as a delayed disclosure of additional horrific abuse and basically says that Lisa is the main source of the story. So how can we know that it's true if Lisa... Who we're only is hear- going to tell We're it? only hearing this from Lisa. Yeah, but it's not as if it's corroborated by someone else. I don't which, know. Which, if we look at it objectively, I'm like, all right, cool, I hear what you're saying, but I still... Would rather feel believe like, the victim. Yeah. yeah, and then it turns out that her story of abuse was actually corroborated by her cousins. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, all right, cool, so... What we say now, Roseanne. <laughs> yeah, and either way, her, her sister was also raped as well. Exactly, exactly. So it was obviously an unsafe environment. Exactly, she should have been removed from. Yeah. Because look at Diane now. Diane looks like she's thriving. Thriving. She looks like Crazy. she does her nightly routines. and Exactly. She eats her vegetables and she shit. She eats her veg. She eats good. Um, so Lisa, at this point, has now been diagnosed with various mental disorders that make her delusional. Um we have this little tidbit where we learn that Skidmore is a Republican, white, poor part of middle America. Derelict, they said. Derelict. <laughs> not <sighs> derelict, Lord. It made me, it made me happy. Lord, lie. not derelict. If you lots choose to put your faith in Trump, you'll be poor. <laughs> derelict. That's, and that's on Mary had a little lamb. Little lamb. Um... Yeah, they mention all of this because it means that the people in Skidmore dismiss Lisa's mental issues as excuses, um, which... Okay, so Randy says, Sheriff Randy says... I think it's an insult to sexual assault survivors to imply that they're ticking time bombs and at some point they're just going to go out and do some horrendous crime. I think that's a cop-out. And this is what we were talking about in the last episode. Like, you can't say that somebody killed someone because they have X, Y, Z mental disorders. Because that's like saying, inadvertently, everybody with these mental disorders are likely to kill or or more likely to kill as a result of the mental disorder, which is not the case. Because loads of people suffer from various mental disorders and never kill anybody, Mm. ever. However, I think it's a bit irresponsible to completely dismiss a mental disorder as a factor that contributed towards your actions yeah i agree so yeah i think it's a a bit of a yeah that's the perfect the perfect way to sum it up yeah a bit of a touchy one so we get a little bit into the death penalty um they tell us that trump was for the death penalty but biden wants to abolish it that's how you know this thing is recent like (laughs) yeah literally because they even address him as president-elect biden yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's already been elected. And um, what are your thoughts on the death penalty? <sighs> you know what? I can actually say my thoughts because I'm not an American citizen, so it's not like oh. But um, I go back and forth with it at times. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the element of you're putting people to death who some of them actually haven't committed these crimes. Mm-hmm. Um, because as we know, like it's human beings that do the investigating, and there are all sorts of biases that lead to the prison being overpopulated by black people. Um, and also on the other side, I've listened to a lot of 
podcast so like for those of you who are interested criminal ear hustle and they talk a lot about just the build-up to like death row and being on death row and like people think that oh like if you're in prison and you're on death row like you just are in prison and one day they call you and like yeah you're gonna die today it's not like that sometimes you're in prison for like 40 odd years waiting Mm -hmm. to die and then you're in death row which is like already very isolating Mm -hmm. even when you um do get visitors you get um there's no contact visits as well and then the other thing that kind of tipped over the edge for me was that um, when you're, so when you are put to death, first of all, you could be given a date that can move. Like they were interviewing this guy and his date kept moving. Like, so he, there'd be a day when he'd wake up and go, oh, today I'm going to die. And then he'd get like a stay of execution. And then the that next is day, so like, emotionally literally, like, Just some, kill me already. Literally. And, and sometimes like you wouldn't know that you weren't going to die till like maybe five minutes till the time they said you were going to die. And he said that the worst thing about being on death row that messes with you so much is that everybody in on death row is like, please just kill me. Like they all are like mm-hmm. the, the, like the mental, the way it works with your mental, like just That's waiting and going back and forth. So for me, the reason why I don't like death row is why I'm not for it is because it's extremely inhumane. It's kind of like it when is. we talk about killing, like, animals and stuff like that as much as i eat meat and things like that i wouldn't want to like torture an animal to death like just kill it in the most humane way so we can eat kind of thing and yeah. because executions aren't run like that in america i'm not for them and second of all i think the whole point of the prison system was for rehabilitation and reform you're meant to help people be better so that they can mm-hmm. rejoin society like who are we to decide that this person is so like damaged that they can never come back to society. Yeah, like, what she did was fucked. But maybe, like, with therapy, even if she wasn't able to rejoin society the way, like, we do, like, living a normal life, she could just work in the prison and do other things. She can't harm people if she's in prison. So this is the thing. I have mixed feelings on it as well because you hear some crazy cases and you're like, just leave this earth because what are you doing here? But I think it's important to remember that, like, the choice is not between the death penalty and letting them go free. Like, it's the death penalty and them being in prison forever. So it's not about, oh, they're a danger to the world, blah de blah de blah Like, of course they are, but they can also be in prison and just die in jail and i think a lot of the reason why people are for the death penalty is because okay but why are we why are we the taxpayer paying for this person to be in prison and to stay and to think that like you're choosing like it it, for it to become a monetary conversation like it's cheaper for us to just kill them Mm. is a bit wild it's so crazy for human life yeah exactly i mean it's like i understand they've done something wrong and they deserve to be where they are but to kill them because you don't want your money to go towards them is a bit it's a bit crazy. And how about you just stop populating prisons with people who are selling weeds and this when weed is fucking legal in all these places and then your prisons won't be popul- overpopulated. Literally, this was going to say because people say, oh, like prisons are overcrowded. So, but like your prisons are overcrowded with people that are in there for like, you have mums, black shit. mothers in there who stole like nappies for their kids or you have a black mum in there. Like I remember there was this woman who was ar- arrested and she was sentenced for neglect because... She left her car, her kid in a car with the windows wound down, by the way, to go to an interview. And it's like, yeah, I understand. Like, that's kind of irresponsible. But then look at the circumstances Jail. that lead up to a woman foster, doing that. Foster, now the kid is in foster care. Bam. And there, I remember there was a case of a woman who um fired a warning shot in her house because her husband was beating her up or something. And she went to jail for firing a warning shot. The thing is, okay, prisons are overpopulated. But you're talking about, like, death row. Like, death row, they're not with gen pop are they no they're not so what what is the point you're even making so all in all i think i'm not for it i think (laughs) yeah i think i think think i'm actually not for it i think the only time i might be like oh is when like you hear of some like when i like the richard ramirez is that his name Mm -hmm. nightwalker when Mm -hmm. i like heard of his cases and stuff like that it's not that i was like oh yeah kill him kill him but i was like somebody like that does not deserve and there was no remorse from him as well and I just thought about the victims who or the victims families sorry who would be seeing him living or knowing that he was living his life whilst their loved ones were dead but the truth is that that him dying will not bring them back so what no of course I mean of course but it might make them very happy and I do also think that like if you're living in prison like is it not better that you're like actually suffering and having a shit time than dying dying than dying Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a cop-out. Because I so, don't know what punishment she got from dying. 
Because she died and or she died. That's what I'm so saying. She's 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 she wherever she is. Yeah. yeah. So all in all, I guess we're not for it. Yeah, I guess we're not and for I it. And I just that think was... that America's one of the last countries that still has the flipping or am I being I feel like there are more countries that don't have the death penalty than do. I don't know. I, I don't know. But it I know America's like America were one of the ones, one of the only ones. I know America's like one of the only first world countries that still has. But America's it. weird because it's like state by state, and that's why America should literally be like three countries on its own. Yeah. Because everything is just so hicky. Like I can kill you here, and then I won't get defensive. Or if I cross over the border, oh now I'm liable for. Oh, but if the crime was committed across all these borders, oh now like it's just it's just it's too much. It's. <laughs> It's too, too much. much. It really. It's too much. Um, but yeah, so it is the 5th of January, 2021, which literally was the other day. Um, it's been, so it was yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. It's <laughs> been 70 years since a woman was sentenced to death. But in a week from the 5th of January to the 12th of January, she's going to be killed, right? Mm-hmm. And they make a point saying Trump has overseen more executions than any president since the 1800s. Surprise, surprise. But also, um, can I just say, they say something really frightening as well. Because basically, the the narrate, the not the narrator, the post asks the sheriff and says to him, well, you know, since like oh, yeah. lethal injections are becoming bit. quite difficult, like Trump is really happy to like continue with the death penalty, even if it's by like firing, firing squad. squad. And she was like, Do you, are you okay with it? He's like, yeah, that's cool. I literally looked like, at him sideways. Like, up, bitch. Because this whole this whole documentary, I was like, okay, this guy's actually making good points. And then it came to that bit and I was like, I, do you know what it is? Part of me was like, okay, cool. I guess he investigated the case. Maybe this is all a bit close. It's like if someone had killed somebody that I loved, I'm sure I would be saying, shoot that bitch up. Do you know what I mean? So it seemed like it was like, but there was no... Nothing. It's like he was devoid of emotion and feeling. Yeah. And he literally was because firing squad. That's how they kill niggas in Nigeria. Like, I remember my dad telling me how, like, back in the day when they were going to kill someone, people could just come and just like sit down and just watch somebody get killed by fire. Mm. Firing squad is a bunch of people shooting one person until that yeah. person dies. And their person is tied up, so they can't. Well, even if you're exactly. tied up, even if you're running, you'd still die. Yeah, but if you zigzag, you miss the bullets. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're literally tied, and they just shoot. Yeah, and they just shoot you relentlessly. Imagine how terrifying that would be. You just have to pray one hits your head quickly. A couple, yeah. But I've even heard that in some cases they tell you, like, they train the people not to hit the head so the person doesn't die quickly. Like, it's actually, it's so, this is what I mean. Saying that it's okay by firing it's squad. wild. Okay, in but then first... imagine, they, imagine they were going to do that to Richard Ramirez. It's still inhumane. It is inhumane. I feel like once you delve into, there's a level of like um, bar barbarian. Yeah, it is. it's very barbaric. Yeah, that you del- that you descend into. That it's like you you are now at the level of the criminal. Yeah, you're no better than them. You're yeah. no better, and that's exactly what that is. Yeah, like, I he agree. was a, he was barbaric. So for you to then do that, you are equally so. Yeah. Who, so now your turn, you're next. I don't know how people even, like, who even fucking, who does like, that decides job? they want to be an executioner? Yeah. Like, I would have, happen? like, the, I would never be able to scrub that blood off my hands. Like, that's crazy. It's so wild. It's so wild, man. Yeah, that bit was wild. Um, Yeah. So 5th of Jan, she's going to get executed in a week, which is the 12th of Jan. Um, So now we are at the 12th of January and she's going to be executed by lethal injection. And as Forens was saying earlier, like these things never really go to plan. Like there's always appeals and stays and all this stuff. So last minute appeals. um, So she doesn't actually get put to death that day, but she gets put to death at one, like 1am the next morning. Mm. So the documentary is ending now. And the narrator says like, for one America, it was justice for the other. It was horrifying. Um, yeah, I mean, I think especially in the situation where you can really attribute some of her, well, her decision making to past traumas and childhood traumas and abuse and stuff. Like I said, that's not a reason to do what you did. And you were certainly in some kind of right mind to be able to execute what you did. Yeah. Um, But I think we'd be, it's a bit, you can't just ignore 
that life was shit for you. Like, if you had been dealt better cards, like, you may not be... You may have done the same thing, but you also may not have. And also, I feel like in this particular case as well, you have a really bad cocktail, and that's what... Let's not be reductive. Like, I guess, yeah, like, let's not say the second you have a mental health issue, like, or illness, you're going to kill people. But when you have mental health mixed with, like, sexual assault... Trauma, yeah. And trauma, then you have a very dangerous kind of cocktail. And it's the same thing with, like, if you have, like, mental health... um, A mental health illness and you mix it with drugs kind of thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's all a bad cocktail. So I don't think... And it's not saying sexual... I mean, you do know... We do know that, like, statistically, a lot of people who become sexual predators or abusers are people who've been abused themselves kind of thing. But it's, it's also not to say... It just means that you have... The, the gateway has been opened yeah. to you, whereas somebody who it, hasn't experienced that probably hasn't had that gateway open. Yeah, it's going to so, be harder because it, it's both ways. Like, some people have great childhood, happy life, and do your madness. Yeah. Some people, terrible childhood and live their best life. Yeah. Sans murder. Do you know what I mean? So I think... Yeah. Yeah, it's difficult. But, um, yeah, we didn't really get into... Well, this documentary wasn't really about the case itself, the case, so we yeah. didn't really get into that. Um, Did you do a bit of Googs on the case? I did or? a Googs, you know what Come I one info. Let me even recline. So, Let me put my electric blanket back on. Hold on. Ooh, okay, get warm and snuggled Hold up. Honestly, it was getting too hot before. Uh, all right, then. Gone, I'm ready. Yeah, so um, with this case, the actual case itself, Lisa um had been monitoring or stalking, I don't know, Bobby Joe. Mm-hmm. Um and Bobby Joe sell, sells dogs or sold dogs. So Lisa yeah. um posed as a yeah a customer buyer. and came to quote unquote buy dogs and she'd been studying like cesareans and then she killed like cut the baby out of her. So the reason how they found her actually was tracing kind of the emails and things like that um to find out you know which right been who was coming to see her yeah exactly. Um, so the reason behind Lisa doing this, Lisa's actually got four kids of her own. Ah? Yeah. She'd been married two or three times. And the, so the last husband was going to take all her kids from her because she had like, he felt like she was lying about being pregnant. So she'd gotten her tubes tied and she came back to doctors twice saying she was pregnant. And they're like, you're not fucking pregnant. Like your tubes are literally tied. Like just, so this is just to show you the kind of woman she was. Yeah. Kind of. So she, the the final time she said she was pregnant to get the husband to stay, I guess. And he left and he was like, okay, like produce the baby if you're really pregnant. Mm-hmm. So at, she was getting desperate because she needed to produce a child to be like, yeah, I'm pregnant. And that is literally why she cut the that is crazy. the baby. Because if she, she, the husband said, if she doesn't produce a kid or if she's not pregnant, if she's lying about this pregnancy, he's going to tell the courts and like have full custody of her kids. So she, out of desperation, she got went and whatever. And that it was a really is such interesting. A case. Dumb reason, fam. It was a really. Bobby interesting... Jay is dead, and that child was never born because you Literally. lied about being pregnant. Like you could have even kidnapped a, a baby without killing anyone. I mean, it doesn't make anything better. Yeah, exactly. But then the, the baby could have then been reunited with. Yeah. So it turns out this was a really interesting case because. This is the first time I think in the state of Wisconsin that they'd ever done an Amber Alert for a. Uh, an like an unborn fetus because when the uh, Missouri walked, yeah when the sorry Missouri not Wisconsin when the mom walked into her daughter's house she called the ambulance and what she actually said to them is my daughter's stomach has exploded because oh, of shit. the sight she, she probably saw thought, when she, right. she thought she was like her stomach's exploded like what the hell has happened she it, she it didn't even like she didn't even she couldn't compute that the kid wasn't there so obviously yeah. it was after they pronounced the, daughter, the, the girl dead and she was like no like She's actually had a cesarean. Like, where is the baby? That's when they started looking That's when they for the started kid. Looking. And then they had to, like, go to the... They had to get the state governor to approve an Amber Alert because you can't put an Amber Alert for something that doesn't, like, isn't... Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't really exist. Exact, um, um, essentially. So they did that. And then between the Amber Alert, looking at the computer records, that's E-mails. how they found out that tracked it to, like, traced it to... Um, Lisa, Lisa and they went to the house and apparently when they got to the house Lisa was like cradling the baby and watching the like Amber Alert on TV and like she confessed to everything like how she, could she, she not exist yeah because DNA com- like com- confirmed that the baby was Bobby, Bobby Joe's because like she was trying to say that Nas her, ba- her baby and she confessed that's wild it's so crazy it's so crazy I thought that when I first had this case I thought maybe like Lisa was like a deranged woman who couldn't have a baby. Yeah, that's what and I then, thought. 
not that you've got four of your own and you cut this child out of its mother just to like 23 you know, years old oh this world yeah sometimes like i actually just want to go under my covers and not come out like i actually just want to go under my covers yeah. and just bring a snack and just never come out because... it's descending into chaos how can you cut the child out of the mother like how you we are not safe in any shape or form in this life when i That's am pregnant I'm not my going anywhere. husband has to carry me on his head <laughs> everywhere and around the house because i'm not leaving fam i'm not even i'm not even gonna post if i'm pregnant you'll just see me with a 10 year old one day because i <laughs> i cannot i cannot that is so wild yeah and it's even worse like it's it's more disturbing that she preyed on her it wasn't just like oh you saw this pregnant woman and you went yeah, and you followed baby. her you, home yeah you knew she was pregnant you followed you knew she sold dogs you really were like how can i get in that's what i'm saying this is premeditation to the highest degree say no chris watts bitch honestly well it's debatable um yeah so that was that <laughs> Yeah, so someone sorry, needs to guys. rap, lighten up the mood, please. Honestly, microphone check one two. What is this? Okay, the five foot assassin with the rough neck business. I float like gravity. Anyone but Never you? Never had a cat. Fish, you there? <laughs> Anyone? Something about you, girl. <laughs> I love Ice JJ Fish. Whew. What are we doing Where? next? Hmm? What are we doing next? Oh, we're doing. Hold on, I have it tab open because I I forgot what it was called. I um, don't even remember. We have the man who used HIV as a weapon. Okay, cool. Which is, again, horrifying. Gosh, we need to start doing some <sighs> sex documentaries because those are always great vibes. Somebody was literally like, somebody tweeted the other day and they were like, why don't we, like, you can untie, like, if you get your, um, what's the sperm, the snip, men. Oh, yeah. Snip, snap, snip, snap. Snip, snap, snip, snip. If you get a vasectomy, you can actually yeah. get it reversed quite easily. Yeah, so yeah. Some some girl was like, "Why don't we just? Why don't all guys when they hit puberty get vasectomies? If yeah. they prove to be responsible and not fucking crazy, or not even that, get... don't let them prove anything when they're ready to have children. Yeah, then they un undo it. Yeah, it's and so funny because I, I was watching this video about like um, women sharing their contraceptive stories, and mm. there were just so many horror stories. It's like. Okay, you get you, you don't want to get pregnant, there's issues there. You get pregnant, there's issues there. You have a kid, there's uh, issues there. When are there no issues? And literally, there was this... Somebody tweeted as, as well, and they were just like, a man can literally impregnate X amount of women in yeah, a year. Yeah, however many. Yeah, a woman will... It will take a woman you at only least be pregnant two years, once a year, yeah. Literally, to have two babies. So why is contraception focused on women when men are the ones who can spread their seed for literally a man can impregnate over 100 women in a year yeah you could Easy. do one a day if you liked literally multiple literally. a day literally just depends how ambitious why he is. is why is and it's just sexism to the why do i have to pump my body full of hormones. like hormones and shit and foreign and objects about if i'm gonna have issues getting pregnant when i want to get pregnant and my yeah. moods and my body changing and men just get get to like have their dick out anyhow they want, shooting up the clubs. Look at future. Look at flipping. And it looks like flipping. Nick Cannon is trying to compete with future. Who's now. that one? That's that's twenty one. That has seven kids. That's one of them Floyd young young Mayweather's. Rappers. Oh no! Daughter's baby daddy, not baby yeah. daddy boyfriend. He has kids. No, I think, and also I think um, young. Thug One's as well got has seven kids. Who? Young Doug has a lot of kids as well. Yeah, that's not who I'm thinking of, though. One's like, I think he's 21 and he's got seven kids. That's more than enough. That's enough for life. For two lives. Yeah. Oh, guys. Oh, someone rap, please. Cause I did. You told me not to. And someone but you. Ash JJ Fish, holler us. Rap. Go back. Ash JJ Fish is a sanger, okay? He sings. Okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, guys, I want to play the trailer for you now for um, the... What is the name of the documentary? The man who oh, used shit. his penis? No, his... The man who used HIV as a weapon. So yes. By his penis. You were correct. <laughs> um, yeah. So where can they find us? They can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and at Facebook two, at Two Girls One Doc. Two Girls Doc. One Doc, yeah. Um, and also on Clubhouse, actually. We're on Clubhouse oh, yeah, now. We're on Clubhouse. We don't have a room yet, but... We do clubhouses. So if you just Hopefully follow us before in... they start charging. 
yeah, yeah, if you follow us on either Twitter or Instagram, you'll be able to be up to date as to when we're doing the rooms. Exactly. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at BD on eyewear and also BD on eyewear.com. And where can we find you? On Twitter. Besides at the end of the aisle. <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram at four ends with two underscores. And oh my gosh, yes, I have another podcast character replay episode is out. First two episodes are out. So make sure you listen to that. And yeah, just if you can't get enough of me. GC style. Yeah. yeah. All right, boys and girls. Thanks so much for listening. Um, if you are listening on Apple, if you could um rate us five stars and leave a review, um, and we will see you in the next episode. And share with your friends. And share with your friends and your loved ones and yeah, ones and your you lover. Hate. And your lover. Wink, wink. Okay, guys. Bye. Bye. Daryl Rowe arriving at court this morning, ready to take the stand for the first time. A nasty, angry individual who carried out a cynical campaign. He deliberately infected his gay lovers with HIV and then... Daryl Rowe taunted and abused his partners after passing on the virus. In 2018, Daryl Rowe hit the headlines as the first person in the UK to be jailed for deliberately infecting men with HIV. It is an extraordinary case. Did we learn any more about Rowe's motive? No, we didn't. That remains a mystery to everybody except for Daryl Rowe himself. The media attention had all been on Daryl Rowe, but I wanted to find out more about the men he'd abused and tell their stories. These five men agreed to speak publicly for the first time on camera. What does the name Daryl Rowe mean to you? Quite sad, a bit twisted, but actually quite devious. Kind of means regrets. Embarrassment. Mm-hmm. No. Nervousness. It just means someone evil. When I met the men, they all had the same question. Why? This is their story and my attempt to get them some answers. Hi, Daryl. How you doing? I'm all right. Listen, I've got Charlotte here. Um, and she wants to ask you a few questions. Yeah. Hello. Hello. We've got ten minutes, right? Yeah, yeah, we've got ten minutes. I'm just going to go straight into it then, Daryl, because I think that's probably the easiest way. Sure. Okay, bye. So today... Okay. Speaking of eye transplant, I just need to say this. Please My say. sister like donated her whole body, like, you know... Oh, when... she did organ donation. She donated yeah, you can donate your eyes as well, yeah. Except her eyes. Except and, like, she's been panicking about this for like years now. She keeps saying that oh she needs to go back and like what just I don't do know her eyes. No, she wants she oh, wants to do, she says, Oh no, what like her kids she said that at first when she did it, she was like, Oh, I'm gonna be an old lady when I die. I don't need an open casket. But then she's like, Oh, what if she like dies young and then all that will be no, there for her they, eyes? They, no, they they stuff your body. No, they take the they, organs and they stuff your body. She donated everything but her eyes. Oh, so her body to science. Yes. So <laughs> So the casket will just be two eyes. <laughs> like, have you ever seen anybody so stupid in their life, please? I was like, Duh. so why does it? Hold on, why does she like, even? Why does she keep the eyes then? Because I what? don't know. She might as well just given everything. And I was like, eyes are the windows to the soul. So all we're going to be seeing is that you have no soul. Like literally, I was like, your kids are going to be like, auntie, my mum has nothing. I was like, listen. Y'all just put the eyes in there and close it. Close you know, it. At least you won't need a whole coffin. You just need a little box. A little box. A little ring box. Oh, can you imagine if you got... Listen, anyways. I just thought I'd drop that tidbit in since we're talking about eyes. But yeah. Lord help us.